I'm Michael R. Bowie, and this is Fresh Green Blessings, reading the Judeo-Christian Bible through a Buddhist lens with Mother Earth eyes. Again, and welcome once more to Fresh Green Blessings. I'm Michael R. Malley. And I'm Ollie Ren Erickson Malley. And as you may have heard before, at Fresh Green Blessings, we're reading the Bible and exploring the interface between the Judeo Christian tradition and Buddhism, and also reading the Bible with Mother Earth eyes um, and engaging in eco-spirituality and exploring eco-theology um, as sources of sustenance. And today we'll have a verse from one of the Psalms and relating that to the mindfulness trainings of the Vietnamese Buddhist monk Thich Nhat Hanh. And so we have as always the mindfulness bell and we invite you in this moment right now to enjoy the sound of the bell. Psalm 4, verse 4. When you are disturbed or angry, do not sin. Ponder it on your beds and be silent. Thich Nhat Hanh writes in the fourth of his five mindfulness trainings, When anger is manifesting in me, I am determined not to speak. I shall practice mindful breathing and mindful walking in order to recognize my anger and look deeply into my anger. I know that the roots of my anger can be found in my wrong perceptions and in my lack of understanding of the suffering in myself and in the other person. Many people interpret Buddhist teachings, such as Thais, Thich Nhat Hanh is affectionately known as Thai, meaning teacher. So many people interpret Buddhist teachings, such as Thais, as being aligned with contemporary entreaties for each person to speak their truth. But neither Buddhism nor Christianity offer such an individualistic model. Thich Nhat Hanh holds that it is certainly ideal to speak one's truth, but only, and this caveat is non-negotiable, only if one is not speaking out of anger, 
or speaking in a way that is hurtful or harmful to others. Tai's Buddhist teaching aligns sweetly with the Judeo-Christian teaching of Psalm 4, verse 4. When you are disturbed or angry, do not sin, ponder it on your beds, and be silent. Neither the Buddhist mindfulness training nor Psalm 4 are saying we should suppress our anger. Instead, they are calling for a response of silent awareness, contemplation, and mindfulness. Drawing from the New Revised Standard Version of the Bible, this pondering on one's bed in silence fits well with Thich Nhat Hanh's mindful breathing and mindful walking in order to look deeply into one's anger. The wording in the King James Version, however, is even more befitting. Rather than ponder it on your beds and be silent, King James reads, Commune with your own heart upon your bed and be still. In other words, when anger is manifesting in me, I am determined not to speak. I shall be still and commune with my own heart. We live in a time, a point in history, and maybe all points in history are like this, but we live in a time when there's a lot of suffering within people. There's a lot of fear, there's a lot of anxiety, and there's a lot of anger. And oftentimes, people feel that it can be beneficial or that they have a right to speak out of that anger. And I'm not suggesting that Many, many people don't have a right to be angry. I think many people do. Um, but what Psalm 4 and Thich Nhat Hanh are inviting us to do is to think about the consequences of speaking out of that anger. I can think of a couple of times in my life, I mean there's far more than a couple, but I, I, I can especially recall a couple of times when I allowed myself to just let it pour out, out of my righteous anger. And when I did that, 
I really caused harm. I did some damage to some relationships. Uh, some of those relationships years later have not yet healed. And if I could recognize that, the harm that I will cause speaking out of anger with my family or with my friends or with my loved ones or with people that I care about, I can also look at that as an invitation. As I look at injustices or wrongs in the world, how can I respond without just going to anger. Thich Nhat Hanh elsewhere, he says something like, um, people in the peace movement, they're pretty, they're, they're, they're pretty talented at writing an angry letter to their congressman or congresswoman. But they're not very good at writing love letters to those people. I had an incident um, a couple of years ago with my father-in-law. My father-in-law is an amazing man, a great guy, and we've gotten along well <laughs> over the years. But there was this something that happened, it really wasn't a big deal, but I was really, really mad in the moment. And he wanted to process it with me. And his name's Bob, and I said, no, Bob, I, I can't talk about that right now. And I turned and I, I, I was remembering Thich Nhat Hanh's teachings. I might have been remembering Psalm 4, verse 4, if I, if I knew, had known that by heart. And he's saying, oh, Michael, please, let's just talk about this. Let's just work this through. But I knew there was anger in me, and I knew that I would speak out of that anger. And so I said, I can't talk right now. We'll talk later, but not now. I wasn't suppressing my anger. I wasn't pretending that my anger doesn't exist. But what I was saying was, Michael, there is anger in you. And when anger is in me, I am determined not to speak. I needed to practice that mindful breathing, that mindful walking. I needed to get to an understanding of why that anger was there. Because here's the thing about emotions in life. I've been angry before, but I don't stay angry for the rest of my life. I will, you know, I'm not angry in this moment as I'm talking right now. I will probably be angry again. I suspect so. Probably, maybe today, maybe tomorrow, but it will pass. And so how can I care for that anger? Take care of it. and treat it in a way so that I can deal with whatever the problem was that surrounded the anger, but not use that anger as fuel because it will not serve me well. There's a couple of things about this Bible reading that I wanted to mention. When Ollie read it, she, said, she read, it says, and this is from the what's called the NRSV, the New Revised Standard Version. 
She read, when you are disturbed or angry, do not sin. Ponder it on your beds and be silent. Now, if you look in that version, that version of the Bible, you will, it will read, when you are disturbed, do not sin. Ponder it on your beds and be silent. But there's a little footnote. And I want to encourage people who, like myself, view the Judeo-Christian Bible as sacred text. Pay attention to those footnotes. Because it says in the footnote, well, that word could be seen as disturbed or angry. And when I, it was when I read that footnote that I said, oh my gosh, this links up so well with Thich Nhat Hanh's teachings. And then I thought, well, I really, I really love the King James Version of the Bible. I love the old-fashioned language. And so I was like, well, let, let me look up the King James Version. And it says... Instead of pondered on your beds and be silent, the King James reads, Commune with your own heart upon your bed and be still. Commune with your own heart upon your bed and be still. I cannot think of a more beautiful poetic way of communicating about mindfulness. Because mindfulness is to be still. And mindfulness is to commune with our own hearts. And once again, it's so neat for me to see not only can I draw from this Vietnamese Zen Buddhist teacher to guide me, but also I can enter into this ancient book, the Judeo-Christian Bible, and I can turn to Psalm 4. A psalm which my grandparents probably read in the 1800s. A psalm that my great-grandparents or great-great-grandparents may have heard. And it can feed my spirit just as a Buddhist teaching on mindfulness does.
As a response to our own anger, the first thing that Psalm 4 verse 4 and Thich Nhat Hanh's fourth mindfulness training call for is silence. But what then? The psalm suggests lying in bed. The monk suggests mindful walking or mindful breathing, perhaps while lying in bed. Practice mindfulness. Get to stillness and presence. Then what? Commune with your heart. Recognize that anger and look into it. At first, we may not even recognize that we are angry. Have you, have you ever said, I'm not mad, in the midst of your raging storm? Most of us have made such false declarations. Once our anger is acknowledged, however, we can move towards observing it. There is a vast ocean between I am angry and I can feel and sense the anger that is in me. If we ponder in our beds and commune with our hearts at this level, then we can begin to explore the roots of the anger. Tai suggests three roots. One, our misperceptions. Two, the suffering within us. And three, the suffering of the other that is spilling out and causing us to suffer. Any of these three elements, or any combination of the three, may have contributed to our anger. As we move towards mindful stillness within ourselves, we can consider each of these three root causes to anger with questions like, one, did I misunderstand or misperceive something here? Two, what deeper suffering in me was triggered because of this incident? Three, what suffering in him or her caused them to behave that way towards me? I'm Michael Armalley, and you've been listening to Fresh Green Blessings, where we've been reading the Judeo-Christian Bible through a Buddhist lens with Mother of Eyes.